0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gotera. Hope you and yours are doing well as we listen to a more laid-back version of some Latin music. which has become a staple of the podcast to start things off. My guest today on episode 25. We've hit the quarter pole of these podcasts. Hopefully, we can get to 100. That'd be something. My guest today is Kenny the Jet Smith, former Rockets star. He still considers Houston to be his second home. We talk about his time with the team, his time in the city, and we also get into the current Rockets as well, plus this new virtual academy he's got going on. Uh, before we really get going, let me take care of some business. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give me a nice rating at the top. So far, so good. Thank you for all those that have joined me from the beginning or have joined me right in the middle of this journey that we've taken since the, oh, I think, fall of last year. Gosh, fall of 2019. That seems like it was ages ago. I don't know about you, but I was just thinking about to what I was doing in June, and I, I, and I feel like that happened in early February. I mean, it, it feels like time is moving slow but you know what helps some light at the end of the tunnel and by light at the end of the tunnel i mean sports are on the horizon we are starting to see some movement we got the mls back the dynamo have returned nice to see them on tv the other day they should have picked up a victory in their first match against lafc But, hey, they're back on the field. I was watching live Houston sports. We've seen the dash already on CBS Sports Network. They've been on. They've been doing well. Picked up a victory in the quarterfinals of their NWSL Challenge Cup. So congratulations to those ladies. Uh, Great showing for them. They've played really outstanding soccer out there in Utah. But, really, I mean, you can sit back on your couch, pick up the remote, And pretty soon there's going to be live Houston sports on TV, which we haven't had for four months. And it's been a very long four months. I've said at times that I really haven't missed sports. But I think as you get closer to actually seeing them on the field, you kind of get that excitement back, right? We've seen video come in from Florida and the NBA bubble Now, funny thing about that NBA bubble, like most of the video that you see on Channel 11 or any other outlet that you might tune into is coming straight from the NBA. If the teams were here in Houston, we'd cover them, go to their practices, shoot our own video. But that is not the case in the bubble. Only a select few can go. In fact, if you are a media member and want to cover... The NBA inside the bubble, it's going to cost you a lot of money. We're talking upwards of $500 a day to be there in Orlando. Not to mention you have to go through all the safety protocols that all these other players are going through and the officials and everything else. But modern technology is a beautiful thing. We can talk to the players via Zoom every single day. We can get video from the NBA as they send us uh, a bunch of shots from practice. Uh, So that's been nice to see. It's great to see James Harden back inside the NBA bubble. It took him a little while to get there, but he's there looking good, looking healthy, looking trimmed down as he was working out pretty, pretty intensely over these four months that he's been off. He actually said the other day that this feels like the start of a new season, albeit a shortened one. And it's not just the NBA, Major League Baseball. The only difference, we can actually go see those guys practice if you're in the media. Unfortunately, fans still won't be able to go, but we're able to get video of them, which is still kind of cool. The Astros doing everything virtually as far as interviews are concerned. All the interviews are done via Zoom, so reporters are sitting in the press box, just to kind of give you an idea how things are going. We're sitting in the press box. We're sitting in individual sections around Minimade Park, an empty Minimade Park. And we tune into Zoom calls to talk to these guys who are downstairs near the clubhouse in the press conference room. And they bring in Dusty Baker, they bring in all the players. So it's it's totally it's totally surreal. It's totally wild. The first couple of times I was on these calls, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're actually doing this this way. We're not going to talking to these guys in person. It's just very weird. So we're Zoom press conferences. Basically, every league is doing the same. The NFL is probably going to do the same thing as well. They're currently figuring out their media plan and their way forward. Training camp's right around the corner. I I don't know if they're going to start on time, but they're, uh, they're putting together their plan as well, I'm being told. This episode, as I mentioned, is with former Rocket NBA champion Emmy Award winner Kenny the Jet Smith. You see him now on Inside the NBA on TNT, which I think is the best sports program on TV. I know some Rockets fans don't like Charles Barkley. They may have it against Shaq or whatever, but I think EJ, Ernie Johnson does a fantastic job with those three. It's the most entertaining sports program on TV. I'll stay up late to watch those guys talk about random games I don't even care about just to hear their analysis. So Kenny Smith is part of that. He joins me today on the podcast. I got a chance to talk to him not only about the NBA bubble— about what his thoughts on the Rockets are heading into this thing. But I also talked to him about, you know, just his time as a Rocket, winning the championships. We kind of reminisced a little bit. He talked about Hakeem Olajuwon, why Hakeem sometimes doesn't get the love he deserves to get as arguably one of the top two or three centers of all time. And we talked about Rudy T getting into the Hall of Fame. All that is included. Plus, we also get into his new venture that he's launching Kenny Smith has hosted camps for a long time, a couple of decades. He's been hosting these basketball camps for kids, but camps now have been canceled because of COVID-19. So he is actually taking his camps on to the computer. We talked about Zoom teleconferencing. We talked about virtual interviews. Well, that's what his basketball camps are going to be. It's all going to be virtual. He's going to be giving lessons with several NBA players and WNBA players. One of them is Brittany Griner. They're going to be doing these lessons week in and week out that people can go and hear and participate in, ask questions. Really cool concept. It starts on July 20th, and it goes through the NBA season, the NBA bubble season. So we talk about that first, then we get into the NBA and his thoughts about the rest. Always great talking to Kenny Smith. Here's Kenny, the Jet Smith. Kenny Smith joining me. Well, Kenny, how are you? First of all, let's start there. How's the family? How, how have you been holding up during these crazy times we're living in?
1: Well, I think overall, you know, we're all, at least in my household right now, safe, uh, healthy. Uh, so, you know, we're excited about that and aware. So we're, uh, you know, the three things you need to be doing these times.
0: So let's start. We're going to talk NBA in a little bit. But the uh, reason we've got you here is to talk about this new venture that you've got. You've been hosting camps for a long time, but, you know, that's not the reality that we're living in right now. So you got to go virtual. So the Jet Academy, tell me about that. How did this all come about and why is this so important to you?
1: Well, you know, during the pandemic and social distancing, I was like, you know, my, I have a live camp that was canceled. My kids' camps, every kind of camp that was canceled. I said, well, why should that stop your development? Why? So I just created the first virtual streaming um, academy, and you know we're rolling out with NBA, and um, we have uh, Victor Oladipo, Trey Young, Kimber Walker, All-NBA All-Stars, uh, WNBA MVP, Brianna Stewart, Brittany Griner, and we become your personal trainer for an hour and a half to two hours a day. That's it, and if you work side by side with us, and what differentiates it is that it's live. You can ask questions, you can upload videos, it works on any device, anywhere, your backyard, to your gym, and into your living room. And you become uh, trained by the best, hopefully, for an hour and a half, two hours a day, and it's jetacademycamp.com. Again, jetacademycamp.com.
0: So well, Brittany Griner, nice to hear her name, one of Houston's own, that's great. Um, she's been very successful in her career. So what kind of undertaking was this, though? I mean. One thing is to host a camp in person. Were there any, you know, hesitations to doing it? I mean, this is totally different than hosting it in
1: person. Yeah, I I think the one thing is that all of us have done camps. So all of our camps were canceled. So when I explained what I wanted to do, they all were like, yeah, my camp is canceled. I don't know what to do. And then the idea was easy to sell because, you know, during camp you have station work and you do drills and, 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 and you do individual work on your own to get better. And then you go play. So this is the individual one, and now you can you stop and ask questions to myself and Brittany and, or Kemba or, or Trey Young, and you say, what's going on and why should I do this? And, and I think the biggest thing is we can tell you when and why to do things. Like a lot of trainers can put you through the same exact drills, but they can't tell you the mindset of an NBA scoring champ or an NBA All-Star or the WNBA MVP when they see it and when they do it. So... For me, um, I thought that was important. Uh, again, on any device, anywhere. So parents are kind of looking for things to do for their kids in front of the computer, safe, social distance, you know, and it's jetacademycamp.com.
0: For your camps, what's the biggest thing that you try to teach the kids um, that they're gonna be learning? Not just the skill set, right? I mean, cause that's obviously important. You wanna get that across. But is there another message that you wanna get across to when you host these camps?
1: Well, again, when and why, when, and, when you do things and why. And then I think overall is just, you know, a lot of the life lessons that you learn in basketball about mental preparation and fortitude and discipline and work ethic, those are the things that you need in life. So you're going to get the, the championship talk, so to speak. You get to, you get to talk with champions. And, and, and champions think in a different way. Um, you know, and all of those players, including myself, have been champions at some level, at some way. So you talk differently, you move differently, you react differently, and that's what you know. That's what it's about. So sign up, get some championship talk at JetAcademyCamp.com.
0: I uh, wish I had this when I was younger. I went to a high school basketball camp one time, and I feel like I didn't learn anything. So at least this is uh, well,
1: well. Well, you would have been done. able to rewind the difference too. You couldn't rewind what happened in the camp here. Even though it's live, you can go back on the band the day after. Go oh, back, cool. look at it again, see what went on, kind of figure out what was on. Because once you're in the community, you can always go back and see the links. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, and this starts next week, right? This is this starts Monday. First first session starts Monday. We go through the rest of the summer, all through and through the year. So, um, it's it's a yearly program as well. But the first session starts on Monday. Sign up, start now, jetacademycamp.com. Because
0: this is now coinciding with the NBA season, first of all. When all this went, went down, when the news started breaking that the league was going to – I mean, what was, what was going through your mind at that point? Clearly, nobody could have ever anticipated that it would last four months, three and a half months down the road. But what was going through your mind?
1: Well, I w- again, I thought it was – you know, we all thought, oh, 30 days, the country will be shut down, we'll open back up, you know, the virus will be – either cured or it wouldn't be as contagious, but we realize now it's the most contagious virus we've seen in our lifetime and the most deadly right now. So, you know, I think we're all just cautiously optimistic, you know, that things will change. There will be a different degree of like interaction between, a normalcy of interaction, um, where you could, you know, be around people in a normal setting without masks, without, Uh, the fear of, uh, you know, something happening. So that's what we're all hoping for. We're hopeful that it it occurs. And, uh, you know, the the difficult part is that, you know, we get different messaging from different people. You know, our our politicians give us one message. Our doctors can give us another message. Society can give us a third message. So we're having all of these conflicting messages um, and and not really a unified voice. And I think that's where maybe a lot of the confusion is starting.
0: Well, I'm glad that sports is coming back in, in the way it is. Uh, look, the NBA, when you first heard of this NBA bubble plan, what, what was your initial reaction to that?
1: Um, Did you think it would work, by the way? I, I, I didn't know. I, I really didn't know because I didn't know what the plan would be. Um, and I was thinking, how do you prohibit people from moving a certain distance? Like, no, you're going to stay in this... Proximity, And then I was like, well, how are you going to keep people out of that proximity? So I think that's why, you know, like Disney it was probably one of the only a few places in the world. You couldn't do it in Vegas because you have tourists coming in and out. You Can't have, you know, a certain radius, uh, too many distractions, uh, too many entry points. When we're here, there's not a lot of entry points and exit points. So it's kind of unique, uh, this unique village that, um, you know, is it the Truman story or whatever it was or whatever it is? The Truman show?
0: Yeah, yeah. That the big I mean, you can't
1: get out. <laughs> yeah, and you can't get out. And, it, and it's interesting to see. I mean, obviously, we can't live in a society and a hole like that. Um, but it's, it, I, I wasn't sure if it would work, honestly.
0: Well, so far, so good. I mean, the NBA has gone through their first round of testing. I think only two people have tested positive. A couple of guys went to get food outside. They stepped outside. You can't do that. You got to stay within the bubble. Um, As far as on the court, let's say it all goes great. That's what we're all hoping for. How does this league line up? Like, are you excited to see how this race to the finish happens? Because I think that's what most people are intrigued by in this.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, anytime you have the best players in the world, regardless if it's a continuation of this season or what you want to look at as a tournament now, um, it's going to be interesting because the competitive nature of seeing the best players in the world go against each other, we're all excited to see. I don't think we're, any of us are not excited to see that.
0: What um, – when we talk about here in Houston, obviously we're thinking about the Rockets. James Harden just arrived there. Are the Rockets ever going to win a championship with James Harden?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a piece for sure. Like, he's a championship piece. Um, you, know, with, you know, to win a championship, you know, you, you, could, you could talk to Akeem, who was the best player in the world, It had to have the right players with him, you know, because you know he he was in Houston his whole career pretty much, um, and we won it twice. We only won it twice, so and you know it's a difficult scenario. Uh, It's a cohesion of the right like-minded thought process people, uh, which is hard to find from top to bottom. They're hard to put together. Only only true champions know what it looks like. So um, we were fortunate to have you know a great opportunity where we all came together at the right time.
0: Does he have that now, you think, with Russ? I mean, is it starting to be that way? We we tried it with Chris Paul, um, Dwight Howard. I mean, is Russ the guy you think that can help him? uh, Well, I think for the system, for
1: the current system that they're playing for sure. Like, I don't think that anyone can run that system better than Russell Westbrook in the NBA, like fast, shooting threes, penetrate, break your man down in less than five seconds. Like, that's what, I guess, uh, Mike D'Antoni kind of envisions. So I, I don't know if there's a better player that could do that in the NBA better than Russell Westbrook. As great as Chris Paul was, you know, and is, you know, I think even Mike wanted to even play faster. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's an unbelievable thought process of thing, and we see what Chris Paul is doing in Oklahoma right yeah. now with that team. So, you know, it's an unbelievable thought process uh, to have to play that fast and have two guys who can do it.
0: Does any team have an advantage in this setup right now? There are some people here in Houston that claim, okay, well, the Rockets, they like to play fast. There's not a lot of travel, so that might help them. They play, they go back to the hotel, and they can rest up. I mean, There's that train of thought. Does, what, do you see like, anybody being benefited by this setup right now? Any team in particular?
1: I would say younger teams, okay. because they don't have to play on the road. You know, there's no game, there's no game um, five or game six in Houston on the road. You know, or there's no game six in Staples Center in L.A. So, the anxiety that younger teams typically don't have or a lack of experience. They don't have to worry about that as much. Now, the great teams will, and the experienced teams will still play at a high level. But I think the younger teams just close the gap.
0: Wait, I got to ask you about your time in Houston before I let you go. When, when you come back to Houston, how special is it?
1: What I smile. Fun? See, you said it. You come back, to I start smiling. Houston <laughs> is, uh, That's good. You know, you know, it's home for me, you know. Uh, most of my adult life, Um, my early adult life or the people that I I met there. I'm still friends with, um, I still talk to on a daily basis. Uh, you know, I have friends that when I was there, moved there because I lived there, they still live there. Is that right? Um, Wow. It's, um, an unbelievable place for me. Um, great memories and, uh, some of my best times in my life.
0: Championships aside, I mean, that, that. It's kind of you kind of grew up here too, right? A little bit.
1: Oh no, I, I grew up for sure. My adult life, my young adult life was there, and which formulates how you think as an, you know as you get older. So um, nothing but great memories, you know, when I think of Houston.
0: I talked to Matt Bullard uh, on one of these, um, and he was he was very adamant that you guys would have beaten the Bulls if Michael had stayed. So are you as adamant as him? If he'd if he had not retired, would you have beaten him?
1: Well, Michael, let's, let's prerequisite with this. Michael's the greatest basketball player that we've ever seen, ever. I've never seen Yeah. He just wasn't going to be on the best teams that year. Difference. Like, we've seen Michael be the best player and not be on the best team. I thought we had the best teams. Uh, and most people forget that Horace Grant and, and Dennis Rodman were not there the two years that we won, that he wouldn't have been playing with those guys. And those, one was in Orlando, and Rodman was in San Antonio. So the two years that we won, they wouldn't have been a good enough team to beat us. Was he still going to be the best player in the world? He would have fought Akeem for that, but it was a close. But But I, I think we, we could still have seen that. But we could have seen the best player in the world not have the best team. That's what we would have seen.
0: I, I see a bunch of, you know, ranking great players all the time. I mean, it seems like Hakeem gets slighted more times than not. I mean, I grew up watching you guys. You know, I moved to Houston in 1992. I was born in Chicago, okay. So I was a I was a Bulls fan growing up. So I, I grew up uh, watching you guys play too. And it seems like Akeem is slighted. Like, why is that? What? Why is does he get that slight? Because he was. So- I mean, he's
1: never been the type that uh, an attention seeker. So he's yeah. never gonna. You know, you never see him make stances about different things. He doesn't do social media. Even if he was back then, he wasn't part of that environment, like that pop culture environment, you know? He was never really into that. Um, So in turn, the casual fan who typically are arguing in the barbershops around the world, they don't know him. It's the people who actually watch the game and have been through the game. The casual fan only see highlights and they see the dream shake and they go, that's a nice move. But they don't know the setup to that move for the whole 48 minutes for 82 games, how those things happen. Um, and anyone who's part of that knows that. You know, we, we went through Shaquille O'Neal. He went through David Robinson and Dennis Rodman on the same team at the same time. The yeah. two best defenders in the history of the game possibly were on the same team at the same time. And he averaged almost 40 points and 20 rebounds for the series. So. Like, people don't understand that. Like, if you're a casual fan, you, they don't even remember Dennis Rodman was in San Antonio. Right. And they're like, wait a minute, he's the best defender in the game, guarding Hakeem, and he averaged 40. <laughs> like,
0: 40. Yeah, that, move, that move that he made on the baseline with David Rodman, that, that encompassed, I think, what Hakeem was and his mentality. Uh, that, that, that shot in the Alamo Dome, and I think no Houston fan is ever going to forget, that move on the baseline. Yeah.
1: And he was part of teams that beat the Lakers, you know, and went to the finals. Like, he beat Magic Johnson when magic was magic. Like, people have no idea the greatness for the casual fan. And finally, before I let you go,
0: your former coach, Rudy T, finally, finally getting into the Hall of Fame, although the induction's been pushed back to uh, next year. When you heard that, it was a long time coming. I know a lot of people here in Houston thought the same.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. Rudy's been a, uh, one, he's a staple in Houston, uh, but just in basketball, his ambassadorship, his ability to uh, be a great player, a great coach, and a great mentor for all of us, uh, you know, was, you know, well-deserved. Um, you know, when you're a young player, you know, you, you always, for me as a young player, always like, you, you want things, you're, what, what you want best for you. And sometimes you don't know when someone's doing something best for you, even though it doesn't benefit you in that moment. And that's what sometimes I look back and go, man, I remember that night I was mad at Rudy. But I see the, now you see the bigger picture, you know. And um, I think that, you know, his being in the Hall of Fame is just a great, great honor for him. And, um, you know, I'm just happy for him.
0: Kenny Smith, thank you so much. Good luck with that venture. Heck, I might have my three-year-old tune in.
1: All right, JetAcademyCamp.com.
0: Come on in. JetAcademyCamp.com. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you, brother. All right.